Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The pitch by Anderson. Swung on, hit in the air. Deep left field. Back toward the wall is Braun. It's got a chance. Gone. Two-run homer, Nicholas Castellanos. Cubs lead two to nothing. Castellanos drives one in the air, deep left center. Get out the tape measure, long gone. Castellanos' second home run of the day. Cubs lead five to nothing. Cubs trying to keep the pressure on the Cardinals. Bounce to short, this is going to do it. Baez throws out Kane. Ball game over. Cubs win. Seven to one the final. A quick one, two, three, ninth inning for Steve Ciszek. Having an idea that he was going to come in and wanting to do exactly what I did and just looking to the boys and getting fired up. I mean, I don't really have a explanation. I didn't mean to, like, do that or anything. It just came out. Honestly, I didn't see it. I was, you know, focused on, you know, like, he hit another homer. I was obviously wasn't looking at it. Um, I mean, hitters are going to do what they're going to do. Um, you make better pitches and you get them out. They don't do that stuff. So uh, for me to um, say anything about it, I didn't see it. I mean, and the guys are going to do what they're going to do. So um, like I said, he's a good hitter. Hit two homers off me. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna celebrate a little bit. And if I can actually get those guys out, they're not going to do that anymore. So uh, that's just how, how it goes. I haven't because I'm, I'm telling you, when you talk to him, my God, he's the same dude every day. I don't care. Uh, I don't know if he sleeps or not, but he's absolutely the sl- same person. He's always energetic. His conversations are always upbeat. He's never morose about anything. I mean, this is just who this guy is. He likes to play. And I don't I don't see a, a, a stitch of, of fatigue right now. That one hit very well to left field. Aloy going back. He's going to look up, and that's gone. Tyler Flowers with a three-run homer. Ricky's going out to the mound, and that is going to be a career and bummer. Now, this is going to be interesting, and the reason is that see how long Ricky stays out there. Yeah. He's still hot at Brian Knight, and he throws him out of the game. So Ricky is going to get, he got the heave-ho. He will get thrown out. Aaron Bummer will walk out. So a lot has occurred on that trip to the mound. Ricky complaining about a pitch that looked like it had the plate. Oh, no. The knuckle curve, and the game is over. So Sox battle back would come up short. Atlanta wins this one 10-7. I, I don't. I don't know if I know an exact number. I just know this: that there's, there's, uh, there are a couple spots throughout this roster that we know, um, without getting into detail or giving it away. We we know that we, you know, we either need to uh, get better there, or we're going to have to make a decision on on keeping those guys and and trying to develop. There are a couple of those spots, and and so. Uh, Really tonight and then tomorrow morning for for us, it's gonna we're gonna have some good conversations as to what's best for the Chicago Bears. So I'm sorry to report to my friends in Chicago, the nightmare continues. Chicago Tribune sports page, really, column by Stephen 
Rosenblum. Steve Rosenblum. You know him? Never heard the Never name heard before yet. Steve Rosenblum. I think Chance the Rabbi is the way to go. Brian Peruk. Well, when's he coming back? I said, you want to come back? And it was an emphatic no. We're glad he misses us. Sitting in for Mike Esposito, who's sitting in for Jordan Burnfield, who's sitting in for Wayne Randazzo, who's sitting in for Mark Grody, who's sitting in for Brian Peruk. It's Matt Spiegel. This is funny, because we're trying so hard to make this funny, and it's not funny. They suck, so you don't have to. Baseball is full of suck right now. For some reason, they sing. Or the duck duck here and the quack quack there, right? Take the last train to Turdsville, and we'll meet you at the station. Take the last train to Turdsville. They're in need of sanitation, don't you know? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They won't stop singing. Lido. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a master's course in stupid. You're tapping two kegs of stupid, and it is really flowing. What percentage is five bucks uh, on a hundred? They have celebrity rebukes. This is Wayne Mesmer, Senior Executive Vice President of the Wolves. You know, in all my years involved in sports and many teams, I have never been involved with something that sucks so badly. The three words that best describe this show are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, stunk. It's Rosenblum and Spiegel on WSCR. 670 the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Welcome in. Saturday Suckage, the Wake and Bake Club. Someone nailed us nailed us pie. We have to deal with that oil and return it. We are the Wake and Bake Club, but we are not taking your samples. Matt Spiegel. Good morning, sir. Already playing the neener, neener, neener card. It's kicker mania. So share with the class what you sent Danny Parkins, and we have more NFL cuts, kicker updates. This is nuts. Yeah, today is the day that... Talk about uh, a wake and bake club. Insane movement around the NFL. Tomorrow is roster expansion in MLB. And you thought that was going to be kooky. How about today when teams have to get down to 53 from 90? So you see some violent and volatile decisions being made, including trades and cuts and all that stuff. But in terms of kickers, the Atlanta Falcons (laughs) tried out some other kickers this training camp and then said, nah, we need that 44-year-old dude who retired. We need him back. So they went back and got Matt Bryant. They said, would you please who come out of retirement? Who was on your list? I mean, yes! that's the point of this. He was He was atop my, my – he was the first bio I think I put in my kicker folder when they um, were working out nine different my guys. I'm like, kicker folder. come on, brought to you by Staples. Go ahead <laughs> and lure Matt Bryant. Do what you have to do. Tell him to come back. And he didn't – no – he is he's back though with the Falcons. I love when he retired, Arthur Blank called him one of the most important Falcons in team history. 
and I have a hard time calling a kicker that myself. But, uh, I don't know. Really? You want, you want to ask uh, the Patriots think of Adam Vinatieri? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty okay. Good. All right. He's one of the most important, the most important Patriots. Ones? You think so? Well, I I can go back to the last second of that first Super Bowl, and sure. I'll tell you one of the most important Patriots right there. How many uh, Belichick? Fact, how many Belichick Patriots do you think um, that you would name as more important before you got to Adam Vinatieri? I'll go twenty. Just Brady. Yeah. Just Brady. Just, just Brady. Just Brady. Teddy Bruschi. Not, not ahead of him. Look at how close all those Super Bowls were. <laughs> they were all pretty. You close. needed it, yeah. Uh, but that's not the. <laughs> all right, maybe ten. <laughs> that's not the. Kicker news. <laughs> just, you're, are, you're, tickled. Are, you're tickled. There are few teams that took over the the sort of combination of Phil Emery, Mark Trussman, John Fox, that whole kind of bearsness thing. And the Jets are wearing this in a big way because they're trying out kickers. And they brought in Cody Parkey. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Gase and Cody Parkey were together in Miami, so maybe he thought he thought that that would uh, work out, and thinks it could work out again. It, you know what it made me Adam do? Adam Gase was on the sideline when Cody Parkey missed that kick in overtime. He was coaching the Dolphins at that time. Did he not see that? Because that's how Adam Gase's team won, and the Bears lost, and the Bears had to play that playoff game against the Eagles that they lost because Cody Parkey screwed up again. Just to connect all the dots for Adam Gase, who is a crazed man and seems to be the human definition of caffeine, but I just wanted to and take smelling salts before games. Did and before press that? conferences, yeah, apparently. Well, but Anyways. you know, it, 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 this news that Cody Parkey was in Jets camp made me run to the Wikipedia page for Scott Norwood just to check and uh, see what he did after that um, the, ig- ignominious miss. Yeah, ignominious miss for the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. The next year, Buffalo brought in Bjorn Nitmo. Bjorn Nitmo. And he competed with Scott Norwood and lost. Norwood was a bill for another season. They went to the Super Bowl again. And Norwood was great in the playoffs. And then he was replaced by Steve Christie and never played in the NFL again. But So his career didn't end with his big miss. So there's precedent. Maybe Parkey uh, can continue for somebody. Just thank God it's not here. So we have, we're trying to update as we go. And what we have, uh, real or imagined, uh, as reported by national folks, local folks, Brad Biggs and Rich Campbell and Dan Weeder of my former Chicago Tribune, we believe we have reason to report Jonathan Bullard will be cut. Third rounder, Bilal Nichols and, and Roy Robertson Harris passed him up, better, gooder, whatever it is. So it goes. A I, third I, I rounder. Saw some nice potential from Jonathan Bullard, but Roy Robertson Harris is a great find. And, and has to stay. And he's 6'7". Mm-hmm. And that's a thing. And he produces. And he with, gets to the quarterback and finishes. Well, he's an, he's an example. Bilal Nichols probably too. He's an example of what happens when you're talking about Hicks and Mack and Goldman. And then wherever you fit in, wherever all the double teams are going, it's not you. And you need to take advantage. Your team needs you to take advantage of that. And those guys more than Bullard did. I really had high hopes for Bullard. And they drafted him. And I saw some, I guess it was the first couple exhibition games, stupidly thinking they mattered. But I just saw something. There was a spark there that was like, this guy, if he gets it together, this 
cleans thing cleans a lot of things up. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong. Uh, Ryan Nall is not going to be your fifth running back, at least not yet. Uh, also intending to be cut, Grody's guy, JF3, cornerback John Franklin III, undrafted. So we'll talk to Grody about that later. Kylie Fitz, a six-rounder, one mm. of Ryan, uh, Ryan Pace's six-rounders, but he's, he's likely a practice squad candidate. How about Denmark? Do you mention Stephen Denmark? Yeah. I, I, I did not. Denmark's not for sale, is he? No, no. Uh, Greenland, not a part Ethan, of that. Ethan Greenland is for sale. <laughs> but no, it, it appears that uh, Denmark is uh, is also going to get cut, but might come back as a practice squad. I didn't see that. Tyler Bray. Uh, Thanks for uh, thank you for allowing us to use your body during yeah, the preseason. Right. Yeah, you were the Tyler, the Sears crash dummy, and Jesper Horstead, which is he might be from Denmark too. He's a tight end, and uh, they they seem to be candidates. See, it's weird with with when you think about the importance of what tight ends have become. Not really tight ends, but someone's got to sort of block, and not everybody can be what the the Essentially, the the Jimmy Graham, the pass receiver, not a tight end, hmm. and and I just think that there's as more teams begin to look at that, I don't know that the Bears get Jesper Horsebed to the Horstead to their practice team, so practice squad. So the Vikes are cutting a first rounder. If you thought your team was bad, Laquan Treadwell apparently is gone. I don't think they're going to cut him. I think they're going to look and try to trade They've him. They've been doing that. Yeah. So, have the, so have the Redskins. They're cutting a first rounder. Josh Dotson. Josh Doxson. So right. that's two first round wide receivers. Man, I loved Laquan Treadwell in college. Absolutely loved him. Uh, but yeah, not working out there. So that's two. How about LaShawn Shady McCoy got cut in Buffalo today? Guess who's not back, back, back. Shady, not, not back. Back, back, back. Devin Singletary, if you drafted him late in your fantasy draft or you've thought about drafting him, do so because LaShawn McCoy, even though they said he's our guy, no, no, no. They drafted Devin Singletary and they've got Frank Gore to clean up some goal line stuff. So goodbye, LaShawn. And then okay. the biggest NFL news is the trade. Is Jadavion Clowney is now no longer a Texan. He goes to the Seattle Seahawks for a third-round pick um, and Barkevius Mingo. And the linebacker that some people think is a sleeper. Right now, the Texans are asleep. The team without a GM seemed to have gotten pants by a team with a GM. Can you imagine if, if Clowney could stay healthy? I know it's a big if, and we say that about a lot of players. If he stays healthy and he's on that turf, Seattle's defense is is going to get a lot healthier. But the Texans, so everybody got fined and looked stupid in the hole. We want to hire from the from the Belichick GM tree, and mm-hmm. they couldn't get it done. We don't have a GM. We're trading this guy for a handful of magic beans. That's what we're doing. It's crazy because if you're the Seahawks now, you can either keep him after 2020 or you can let him walk and you get like a, a comp- compensatory pick of a third rounder, which obviously compensates for the third round pick that you just traded for him. So this is this is weird. Yeah, I think having a GM might be a good thing for an NFL team. I think that is what we can glean from there. Also, Cardell Jones, the former uh, San Diego Charger, they're going to release him, the quarterback from Ohio State. So he'll probably have a chance to pick up uh, somewhere else. But, uh, yeah. That was when the Ohio State had like 75 quarterbacks, right? And they all played. Didn't he, didn't he win the national title that yeah. year as yeah. a third? He was like, he was Bobby Jenks. 
He was the third closer for for that team, the way Jenks is the third closer for the 05 White Sox. So um, we have the cutest little hood ornament out out there today. This is really adorable. I, I want to share it. Can, do you mind if I share it with people? No, that, that's fine. All that's right. fine. Ruben Spiegel is here. He's in the house. He's in the house. He's out near the score bar. Yes. I, so I, he's I, being he, fully, completely indoctrinated uh-huh. by his father, Matt Spiegel. He is. I was a little surprised when you had him making margaritas. I thought that was. There's a blender there. What is? And he's doing, he's got headphones on. <laughs> I know there's a blender, but there's also a seven-year-old. I didn't think that. Wait, is They DC... can read. They can learn. They can dose. Is DCFS listening? <laughs> so he is adorable. That is an absolute, what a, what a happy note to the day. Oh. To start the day, there's Ruben. Spiegel out there. He's got his computer. He's a and, he's and a gem of a human. He is. I, I like him. And he's I'm practicing with the blenders. You should keep him. Yeah. Until you get or better offer because the bill said they were going to keep LaShawn McCoy. So I, I think you're just doing this to run up Ruben's trade value. <laughs> I, I, I let him watch uh, too much um, Netflix during Inside the Clubhouse. Um, and now we've moved on during our show. He's going to be reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid. He'll finish book number four and move on to book number five during our show. This is what's going to happen. Does this wimpy kid ever develop a backbone? Does he do, or how many chapters of wimpiness? It's a good question. I don't know. There's only eight more books to go. Oh, God. I'll look forward to that. I'll let you know. I'll pass it on. All right. So um, hey, our, our guest list today, there he is. He's standing. Can you hear the show I, out there? I don't know if he can hear it, but he's he came over book. and he did the thing where he points at his eyes and then points oh, at you, me like he's, I'm he's... Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. Yeah. Danger. Our guest today... Mark Grody will join us, and we'll talk bear cuts ongoing as they are. He'll be here at 1140. And noon, David Schuster, uh-huh. the uh, very definition, the uh, human example of suckage, will be here at noon. We have a Cubs lineup. We have a changed Cubs lineup. We have some additions to the Cubs lineup. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll take this show. We'll take you up to 1245. We'll be leading into the Mindbenders performing their 1966 hit, A Groovy Kind of Love. Wow, looking forward to that. Yes, and you should. And uh, we're taking attendance before we take this break. Uh, Oracle Melissa Sue from My Trader Joe's. Her default setting, maybe you know people like this. You are, you're kind of this person. Okay. Her default setting is a smile. Oh, good for her. Yeah. And that comes when you're an Oracle, you know everything. So it comes from the satisfaction of knowing everything. So I, I think that's a wonderful default setting. So we're taking attendance there. When we come back, I Nicholas Castellanos was the hero of the game. Chase Anderson was the hero of the postgame. I love him, and I have a new description for Nicholas Castellanos. So we'll talk things Cubs and their lineup, and look who's back. Uh, Next, on Saturday Suckage, Steve Rosenblum, Matt Spiegel, the WB Club, with a little too much stickiness on my fingers. Chicago Sports Radio, 670, The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Castellanos drives one in the air. Deep left center. 
Get out the tape measure. Long gone. Castellanos' second home run of the day. Cubs lead five to nothing. certainly is the wake and bake show you just never know who's waking and baking times the people behind the mic on mic highlight courtesy of us the score pat hughes on the call nicholas castellanos one of his two home runs and i should clarify that after our show we're leading up to zach zaidman the pregame show for the cubs game two cubs brewers they'll play that game after that game will be Zach's post-game show. And then our live broadcast on the score, Madden's post. Joe Madden's cup post-game with Ron Coomer, Joe Madden. 1119 West Waveland Avenue from about 4.30 till 7, give or take. By the way, the food there is outstanding. I've not been there. Oh, man. I, uh, I don't have my uh, passport to get into Wrigleyville, the, so I can't. I've <laughs> the, not been there. The pizza's really good. And then there's a couple, like, Polish-Italian hybrid dishes that actually hit the mark. Um, and it's just delicious. And and Coomer. That would be one hell of a – the Polish-Italian sausage? Yeah. That would be – can they make that? Can they do Probably. that? Probably. Stuff everything in double – that would be my idea of a combo. Sure. Make it double-sized. Yeah, they do a thing. Um, they, they do a thing with like uh, pasta that has some Polish sausage and a little kraut in there, but it's a very oh. delicate sauce, and it's it's I don't know, it's good. All right, thank you, Phil Patel, reporting trust from Madden's Post. Yes, uh, the the home run, Castellanos, the second home run, and then the bat slam, and looking at looking at the dugout and the the. The Javi Baez joy, Wilson Contreras sort of joy, that 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 move, that whatever it is that he's done, racing around the bases, slamming his you know, slapping his hands on the when he scored ahead of Bryant, he is he talks about the bat slam here, which led to which is a wonderful comment. I want to play this and then we'll lead into maybe the best moment of the postgame having an idea that he was going to come in and wanting to do exactly what I did and just looking to the boys and getting fired up. I mean, I don't really have a explanation. I didn't mean to like do that or anything. It just came out. He was talking about Chase Anderson. thought he was going to come inside. He waited for it. He got it. He hit it way outside, way outside the field of play. And then he Nicholas Castellanos. And then he wasn't thinking about what to do. He just kind of was happy and he turned back towards the dugout and he slammed his bat on the ground with two hands. Right. And and that seeing that and knowing the kind of things he would say afterwards, and in fact he did say that this is his unexpurgated joy. Nicholas Castellanos is the guy who went to Cubs fantasy camp. These are the comments of a guy who went to the Cubs fantasy camp, except he's not competing against Fergie Jenkins and, and Billy Williams. He's competing in uniform, independent race, and my God, this feels good. He's that guy. He's he's fantasy camp Nick. And you would think, we've heard enough from Clint Hurdle, and I know as long as Clint Hurdle's around, I'll never be the crankiest old man around, <laughs> but Chase Anderson was asked, as you would expect in the game, in these games, and are you being shown up, what'd you think of what he did and whatever, and here's Chase Anderson's response. Honestly, I didn't see it. I was, you know, focused on, you know, like 
He hit another homer. I obviously wasn't looking at him. Um, I mean, hitters are going to do what they're going to do. Um, you, you make better pitches than you get them out. They don't do that stuff. So uh, for me to um, say anything about it, I didn't see it. I mean, and guys are going to do what they're going to do. So um, like I said, he's a good hitter. Hit two homers off me. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna celebrate a little bit. And if I can actually get those guys out, they're not going to do that anymore. So uh, that's just how, how it goes. I love Chase Anderson as only one man can love a Brewers pitcher because he said the exact right thing. He said what we've said, what we've echoed when we heard Clint Hurdle's comments and all these cranky old man back in my day. You didn't show people up. You didn't. Don't let them hit home runs, and they can't. They'll slam their bats in frustration, not in joy, right? Yes. I love Chase Anderson. Yeah, good. Good for him. I love that. Class act, without a doubt. And, and you know, I, I think that debate is largely over. Um, yeah, Clint the, Hurdle lost. Well, yeah, Clint Hurdle <laughs> lost, and Rex Hudler lost, yeah. and uh, other, you know, a couple other broadcast guys lost. Bud Norris lost, but I don't believe he's in baseball anymore. Um, there are a couple radio guys who have lost, but perhaps don't realize they've lost uh-huh. just yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, let the kids play is a MLB marketing slogan and campaign. There is a 60-second commercial that features Francisco Lindor hitting a fake home run with a microphone and then flipping it onto the table that's in front of him. <laughs> Once MLB has, has, has used their own guys in a campaign that includes bat flip love, I, th- I think it's time for the, the Rex Hudlers of the world to, to, to simmer down and, and let the game pass. I've never seen statistics, metrics, polls, surveys, I would be interested, but my my anecdotal experience tells me that the NBA attracts the youngest group of fans. The group of fans baseball is desperate to attract because it's old, it's dying, that, that whole demographic for baseball. And I think the NBA has it. And one of the reasons the NBA has it is that it it has pushed its players out there. It has encouraged them. They they've been actively Yeah, they want them to be themselves. They really do. Right. They've been they've been animatedly proactive about it. The league and the players, mm-hmm. everybody has embraced it. And and that has long been the the unspoken part of it. You don't want him to celebrate shimmy in front of you. Well, don't let him do that. You don't want Dikembe Mutombo to wag his finger. Don't let him block your shot. I mean, there there has been such such a an embrace of celebrations in the NBA that and the NFL. Look, look, look at well, the, they're uh, they're late coming to this because they were the no fun league for the longest time. And they realized the folly of that. Yes, because it looks great. They got guys who guys who practice that. The guys who practice as an offensive unit, as a defensive unit, as a special team. The offensive line, which is like your own kick line, right? It's your own ballet line. <laughs> one, two, three, kick. You got five guys working as a single unit. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that the Vikings game of Duck, Duck, Goose did not just spontaneously take place? They practice. Yeah, they practice it, and it looks well done. The NBA, NFL's looks well done. They've not taken advantage. They're, they're allowing the players to transfer, they apply those practice skills to that kind of celebration. The best was still um, after the pick six touchdown, Prince Amukamura as the Motown singer with all of the Bears defense as the backups doing the four tops dances. But just the whole, and they were wonderful. Did uh, did you ever see the Tops and Temptations tour? 
Saw no. them at, heard them, felt them, danced to them at Ravinia. It was wonderful. I bet. Just great. Anyways, but I digress. But baseball appears to finally be coming around to that because the the there's more excitement around the park when something like that happens. Hmm. Unwritten rules of baseball apparently were unwritten for a reason. They're boring as hell and stupid. The idea of throwing it at a, at a hitter, right? Yeah. That's, that's as gutless as it comes. Yeah. As as stupid as it is. And the guys who don't want you celebrating are the guys that encourage you, okay, we got to hit somebody in the ribs. Really? You throw 95 miles an hour, you got to hit somebody in the ribs. How spineless do you have to be to orchestrate something like that? Very spineless, Jim. Very. <laughs> Thank you. The answer is very, Back very spineless. <laughs> All right. The um, you know how the storyline at Wrigley every day is Nicholas Castellanos. It should it should be, and the storyline on Twitter is Nicholas Castellanos and his brother Ryan. Have you been following any of this? His brother Ryan, who was a pitcher in the minor leagues, is really funny, and has been tweeting about Nick in really happy ways and praising the Cubs and the whole thing. He's enjoying it as much as anybody, but he's also prickly. And taking offense to, as he put it, oh, great, Nick is being cast now as some brilliant philosopher, and I'm a dunce <laughs> over here. Because, because Nick has, chop liver? Right, because Nick is like, every day is opening day, and happy opening day, and he's got, what's the thing that's in his locker? That, like, he's got a little Buddha tchotchke, right? Yeah, he's got a Buddha thing, and uh, and, and, and there's it, it's like there's it, it, there's a saying attached to it. Right? It's like, uh, it says, out hustle my yesterday is what it says. You know, he's chance, his brother thinks he's chance the gardener. <laughs> we, that's what his brother, <laughs> we plant in the spring, we reap in the fall. And Jack Warden thinks he's brilliant. Does chance the, I never thought about that. Does chance the rapper know the, uh, about chance, chance the chance gardener? The gar- Let's get them both on the show. Let's get chance the rapper on the show. Yeah, we should find And out. ask him and tell him, you know, we can inter- be interviewed by chance the rabbi here and we could, we could have a whole big mm-hmm. thing. And I want to get his view on what Jay-Z did with the NFL and how they kneecapped Colin, Colin Kaepernick, how they're just seizing on this. You, if you buy anything, any kind of apparel that is approved by Jay-Z in the NFL, you are actually, you're stepping all over what Colin Kaepernick stood for. The NFL is going to open its 100th season in Chicago, Bears, Packers, and we hope that Matt Nagy's team doesn't, doesn't load the bed with fecal matter the way it did last opening day against Green Bay. Boy, that's unfortunate that you can't use the best metaphor in the history of metaphors in full. I know. It's unfortunate. I think I've described it well enough that if if you don't get it, forget it. Hmm. The, the, The fact that the NFL is trying to claim that it's, it's woke and it's inspiring and fair and all you've blackballed the guy who is most responsible for this and you're in cahoots with someone who just seized a profit opportunity who I don't believe is is any kind of sincere in in this beyond the bottom line. It's really sick. Stay away from the NFL and their wear and all that kind of crap. All right. Anyways, we're going to take a break. And speaking of the NFL, Mark Grody will be here and will lament the apparent cut of JF Free, JF Free, JF3, mm. his guy, his cornerback. And other Bears cuts, and we'll see what he knows up to the moment. He's Spiegel. I'm Rosenblum. Saturday Suckers, the WB Club, was still sticky fingers. Is that what the Rolling Stones were talking about? Sticky fingers. I don't, but I don't know. No, I don't think so. No. 
Yeah, because there was. You was, want to share with the class? There was pants on the cover of that uh, that album, right? Yeah. Whatever ails you. Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, hi, Mark. Welcome in, welcome back. That scream can only mean one thing. We're about an hour away from getting off the air. Rosenblum, Spiegel, Saturday Suckage, the WB Club. The WB Club has news to report to our next guest, Mark Grody, who joins us on the Alpamonte Ford hotline. Alpamonte Ford, 500 new and used vehicles to choose from. Mark Grody, we got sent some, like, Pot oil in the mail today. Me and Spiegel. What the show? The WB Club show. It was addressed to me and to Spiegel, and uh, it says WB Club on the envelope, and it was a bunch of goo. It's true. Are you sure <laughs> it's, it's not? It, are you my, sure it's not hippie cologne? The, the cover up cologne. Hippie cologne. Yeah, that the it's hippie oil. You know. No, um, this is um, no. No, it kind of it says what it is and, yeah, and everything. Not, not lying about it. Looking for the free plugs that that, that I will not be providing. My fingers are stuck Mark. together, so it's legit stuff. But, but I, uh, I will. Tell them to wait till uh, December thirty first, right? I mean, New Year's right, Eve this right. year. Right. So yeah. we uh-huh. don't. We are not in possession of anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got to be January first. That's when it becomes recreationally legal. Although there is something to be said for the. Uh, the help medical marijuana provides, but it's the oh certainly the CBD, whatever. Um, so if you have yourself a medical marijuana MMJ connection, see, I'd much rather go MMJ than MMA. Or I'd rather <laughs> the mixed martial arts have nothing compared uh-huh. to medical marijuana. Where do you stand, FBI or CIA or MMJ? <laughs> MMJ, mm, Mark, <laughs> medical Michael Jordan. That's, yeah, if you say, got the good just... stuff, that's what it is. All right, so so uh, we have. Do we have bad news for the Mark Grody, um, the Mark Grody Clubhouse with JF three and Kylie Fitz getting cut? Yeah, you know, honestly, especially Kylie Fitz, and yeah, obviously he could land back on the practice squad, but he was a guy from the beginning last year like he was the there's always one guy that stands out in the in the off-season workouts the OTAs and the mini camp mm-hmm. and that was and I'm going way back here that was last year when Kylie Fitz stood out like his actual game speed was incredibly impressive he did he was active in six games last year and a sixth round pick and I thought that he was going to be one of those guys who would be a sleeper, and 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 he looked good in the preseason last year, and then we just haven't seen much from Kylie Fitz this year. So I'm not shocked that he was cut. I'm just surprised that he didn't continue to progress in this off season based on what I saw last year. So you know, like I said, we'll see if he lands on the practice squad, but. I was um, a little bit disappointed about that. And yes, John Franklin the third, JF three, 
Um, who knows? He could be practice squad or reserve future again. But he, he looked very good early on in Bourbonnet, but I get it. I understand. Who um who who has been cut that that surprised you, um, Mark? Or is like other than who you've mentioned, anybody who has caught you by surprise? Well, the report of Jonathan Bullard is interesting, and that's only based on the fact that he was a third round pick. Again, not surprised because he just he simply has not been that productive, and it feels like other guys have passed him up, like. Bilal Nichols, who was a revelation last year as a fifth-round pick and what the positions in which Vic Fangio put him in to succeed last year, and he was protected in this preseason and during practice like he was a starter. So you can kind of see that. Another guy that the Bears seem to really like as far as defensive tackle is Nick Williams in that spot as well. You know, he played in just two games last year, but he is maybe one of the strongest guys on the team for whatever it's worth. He's, you know, got Kansas City Chiefs pedigree for for three years as well, obviously defensive player. So, you know, Nagy's probably not as loyal to that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a name. I'm not surprised about Ryan Nall, but, I mean, if I'm Ryan Nall, I'm thinking to myself, there, there's not much more I can do to make a team than what I have done the last two years. I mean, he was able to stick around in the practice squad last year, but when they put him in, he's done nothing but produce. But he he simply, Nald just simply does not fit the profile the Bears have set up where they're they're more into the to the speed guys, the quicker twitch. I mean, if you look at some of their, even their, their receivers, you know, smaller guys, Taylor Gabriel, Tariq Cohen, obviously a running back and receiver um you know that that's kind of except for Allen robinson that seems to be more of the profile even anthony miller is a smaller guy so you can kind of see null doesn't necessarily fit their profile but he's been really good and you know for his sake you hope maybe he could hook up or he's put enough tape out there to hook up with another team so yeah maybe those two guys bullard and all but i guess nothing is official yet so we'll see Talking with Mark Rohde here on The Score, talking Bears. It's cut-down day from 90 to 53. They used to do this in shifts. You'd have to, certain yeah. weeks, you'd have to get down to 75, and then you'd have to get down to 65, and whatever, just weird numbers. And now it's, okay, half of you guys are going to be out on the street. You, Today. Know what, you know what it's like? It's like the single trade deadline. Let's just expedite expedite everything right. in sports. Just yeah. to, to, to one-stop shopping. That's, that's microwave. Everything that's is it. now uh, Yom Kippur. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> that's right. The day of atonement for uh, NFL teams. Bing, bang, and boom. several teams, including the Vikings, are atoning for drafting first-round guy. Guys in the first <laughs> round, they're now cutting. The, the decision on Jonathan Bullard is in some way a reflection of what they think of Bilal Nichols and Roy Robertson-Harris. And Roy Robertson-Harris has got um, – I don't know if there were any but going to be a breakout defensive lineman who was going to benefit from all the double teams going elsewhere. He showed himself to be quality last year. Is is what I'm reading now just sort of late coming during um, training camp, Mark? Or is there a greater growing belief that this guy is going to be a thing this year? Yeah, I mean, I he started off this the season with a bang last year, and he's been really, like, he takes it. I, I did an interview with him for the pregame show a couple of weeks ago, and he, he takes it so seriously. Like, he's fighting for his NFL life 
every day, even though it sure felt like he was a part of the regular rotation. He was a part of the regular rotation last year, but he didn't take anything for granted. You know, I, I, I asked, he said, you know, I'm just trying to fit in with these other guys. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? I said, you, you seem to fit in pretty well. He's like, well, because I want to, I want to keep playing on this Bears team, like as if he thought he was on the bubble, or at least that's the mentality that he took into it. And he's another guy who, when given a chance to play in the preseason, he made plays. He looked really good during practices, and and you know, passing every single test. One thing to keep in mind about Roy Robertson Harris is he is a converted um, offensive guy to defense, so he. Um, He's a guy that is has come a long way. He was asked to put on, you know, put a different type of body on, and he is, like I said, he's passed all tests. And yeah, he's going to be a regular part of this rotation. And yeah, he's definitely a, a part of why, you know, Jonathan Bullard was somebody who was expendable. Let's um, let's get to the most important news story of our generation, uh, Mark, and that is um, Eddie Pinheiro and his place on the roster here <laughs> for the Chicago Bears. And, you know, all kidding aside. I feel like they have successfully found a dude with the confidence and swagger enough to deal with the situation. And I kind of I, I come out of it um, enjoying the absurdity of the way they did it because I think they wanted to find a guy like this. And, and they found a guy like this. And you even saw it in this last preseason game where he misses his first one but makes his next three complete with an emotional celebration after the second one. And Matt Nagy ends the game thinking, yeah, I got my guy. Not everybody's going to make everything. I need a guy who's going to be pissed off and come back and be good right after that. You know what I mean? I feel better about his makeup than I do anything else. Absolutely. No, I mean, he, he walks around with that swagger. Yeah, I talked to him as well for the pregame show, and he said that it's kind of a Miami thing, that he he accepts the idea that he's got bling to his personality and, you know, bling, you know, concretely with the earrings and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, he's definitely got the right attitude. You know, that the miss of that extra point was a bad moment for him, and you, you tell he was wearing it when he came over to the sideline, but then making three more, including one in the south end, zone where he missed the extra point that was big time for him so yeah I mean he's he's got the big foot we saw that with the 58 yard make the week before he's got the confidence and the other thing too and it's it's a a relative rarity although we've probably seen two examples of it with the Chicago Bears in in both Kevin Butler and Robbie Gold this is a guy who like everybody likes like I see him joking around with defensive guys and offensive guys and they all get a kick out of him and they all seem to root for him I don't think that people you know were ever against Cody Parkey but Cody Parkey was more traditional and then he kind of just stuck to the to the special teams guys and he was very quiet and all that kind of stuff Pinheiro just is you know he likes to clown around with the rest of the team so it's about making kicks though for him none of the personality stuff will matter unless he he makes those but I thought it was like what he did was so important to make those Mm -hmm. three kicks after missing that extra point I mean that was his life right there and also Mark um, Nagy said that it would be quote a major concern unquote to replace Eddie Pinheiro with some other kicker on waivers. So even if somebody of note gets cut today, I think Eddie's your kicker on Thursday night, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I in, in the 
Realm of yes or no, yes, he absolutely <laughs> is the, the realm of yes. That's where yes I like to, no right. yes so I like no to keep my questions. It's a hell of yeah. a realm. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of times it's easy just to kind of give a long answer and not say yes or no. Uh-huh. So I will. I am not going to do that. I'm going to say yes. Eddie Pinheiro will be the kicker on Thursday night. Uh, the, the the only thing for him is, unlike Cody Parkey, who seemed like he was locked in no matter what he did because <laughs> of $9 million, I don't think that's going to be the case with Eddie Pinheiro. But, um, you know, hopefully he can continue to show that he has lasting power and that, you know, Matt Nagy and Chris Tabor will stick to their mantra of, you know, there's going to be misses. It's what you do on the next kick. Mark, before we let you go, is there any idea what the – since we don't know what the running game will look like other than about what we get six touches from David Montgomery and that's been it. Do you have any idea what, how this is going to go or is this, is this just something else that, that Matt Nagy plans to unleash on unleash on green Bay in the world? Yeah, it's a hundred percent top secret backstage stuff. So in the realm of double yes secret no, probation, if you, yeah. if you were to let <laughs> out the, Oh, okay. We don't in the realm of yes or no, no, there is no, there is no information on what on what Matt Nagy plans to do with the yeah. offense. I mean, in the realm obviously. of yes and no, we got one yes and one no. <laughs> well, that that's what you find in the realm. That's what you find in that realm of yes and or no. Next time we do this, I think we just do yes or no questions, and we do, we do no expanding on it. We just do, and it's a five minute interview, and we're done. It's yet we'll play yes or no. Sounds like great radio. Yeah, that's like terrific radio. Here's what I like to and see. then Lawrence Holmes will come in, maybe the best interviewer in the station, and he teaches it at DePaul, and he'll just come in and he'll slap all of us for doing the whole yes or no thing. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I like to see you guys do. Actually, when Schuster comes on later. Do the yes or no with him, please. The realm of yes or no. Did you did you like the movie? Yes or no? Yes. Done. All right. We'll, yes. we will ask every question that way. That way. Every single one. Because we're going right. to do a <laughs> riveting radio. All right. Mark, thank um, you. All right, guys. Take care. All right. Mark Grody. I miss reporting him. on the Bears. I miss him already. You miss him already? Yeah, Mark, I do. Do you do. miss Mark Grody? I yes do. or no? Yes. In the land of yes. In the realm of yes, of yes or no. All right. In the realm of yes or no. It's a King Crimson album. Could this show suck anymore? Yes. And it will. David Schuster's next. He's uh, from Wrigley. We have a lineup. We have new face in the lineup. We have stuff to talk about. We'll do it. We'll talk Cubs and Brewers. And I don't know about movies, but we'll talk Cubs and Brewers with Schuster. Saturday Suckage. You kind of figured that out, didn't you? In the realm of yes or no, did you figure out this was Saturday Suckage? Yes. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.